Hi, this is Lisa Blythe, and on this week's Daytona Scene, Al talks to Shelly Rossmeyer of Destination Daytona and Harley-Davidson. Plus, there's more than just motorcycles this weekend. I'll share some of what's going on and how to have fun without wheels. It's all coming up on this week's episode of Daytona Scene. Welcome to Daytona Scene Podcast. Al Smith here with Lisa Blythe. How you doing, Lisa? I'm doing very well. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Yes, it's uh, Biketoberfest time coming yeah. up. But, um, I think bicycles work as well. Bicycles. Hey, and um, and pay attention. We're getting ready. To, I'm, I'm going to share with you an interview. I went to Destination Daytona uh, to talk with uh, some really good friends of mine. Shelly Rossmeyer, Peppy, who runs um, uh, Bruce Rossmeyer, Harley Davidson. And man, I tell you what, I, I, it's it's an amazing operation. I, I know little to nothing about motorcycles, right? But just the just walking into that place, hundred and nine thousand square feet, and it was busy. I mean, this is this is days before Biketoberfest, but definitely is a happening place. Great merchandise, just you know, all sm- the smell of newness in the air. You know, went back in the back offices and. Just a wonderful family that runs that operation and, you know, picked up the pieces after. Um, Did Bruce. you buy yourself a hog? Are you a hog? No, I, no, <laughs> but, uh, I, no, I didn't. But I respect <laughs> the people that do that. And uh, so I want to share with you now an interview I did just a day or two ago with uh, Shelly Rossmeyer. We'll talk about all things motorcycles and Biketoberfest. I'm here with Shelly Rossmeyer. Wow, Biketoberfest right around the corner. Sitting here at Destination Daytona, um, I'm so proud of you guys. I mean, you're de- having spent a lot of time with your dad. I know this is his vision come true, and um, so it must be exciting times now. Getting ready for Biketoberfest and all that's about to happen. It is. We get this opportunity, you know, a couple of times a year, so we're always pumped up for it and definitely prepared. It's easy to, it's easy to go back into rally mode because we get the chance to do it a couple of times a year but it's still never easy to you know predict and 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 know exactly how it's going to go so we're we're feeling good and we're here to get ready <laughs> yeah having someone in the event business doesn't matter how many times you do the same event it's right. never the same one twice is it no it is not Absolutely whether it's not. weather or just the economy yes or whatever's in the air right it yes. just seems like it's never the same you're right vibes will definitely tell and i just had a an interview yesterday um with jim abbott from the news journal and he he kind of asked me that exact question what's the vibe and i said you know what it's actually good he goes well i've kind of heard some things you know maybe it's not expecting as a lot of people and i said you know what there's nothing indicating that to me but we won't know until we know. We just have to plan it. Right. And, <laughs> and what's interesting about the bike, having been here my whole life, is half a bike week at Biketoberfest is lure, right? Because we don't really know. It's not like there's an entrance and we count everybody that comes in. And there, and, and bikers take up such a wide swath of land. Mm-hmm. I guess other than your cash register, which certainly is an important part, 
It's kind of hard to know, isn't it? It's kind of hard to know one year to the next. It's well, that's why there's people out there that you, you touch base with, and I know you know the community as well, but it's always nice to hear how our community did after an event because we want to know were people staying in the hotels for the three to four to ten days, depending on what time of year it is. Were they driving over for the day? I mean, it just kind of happens during any event, you just want to know where they utilize in the community, the restaurants, the hotels, the, you know, places of businesses, the bars, the everything. And for us, you're right, we measure our numbers clearly at the, at the end, but we also look at what's happening in the industry. If we are seeing maybe an uptick in used bikes or we're seeing maybe an uptick in um, service business or not. I mean, we definitely have, have been measuring the motorcycle industry, but specifically the Harley-Davidson business. And we are down in a few of our departments, but we're certainly up in others and right. as a dealership. And that's how we all operate. you got to just take everything and, and, and hope that it all kind of weighs out. And, you know, when I, I came back here to your office, I had to walk through the dealership at I keep forgetting how freaking big this place is. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, there's like, it's huge. It is. And it has a lot. Of, we have a lot of stuff. I mean, we have a lot of Harley Davidson merchandise. Yeah, yeah. That is not common. I mean, if you go to, there's well over, just under 700 dealerships in the United States. And out of those dealerships, there are what they call satellite stores, smaller, of course, mm-hmm. locations. Um, there are definitely huge dealerships out there but no one stocks the inventory that this dealership stocks and i mean from from i was gonna ask is this the biggest anywhere or is it is there on paper one hundred and nine thousand square foot yes there is a dealership out in arizona in the scottsdale area that is been um said to be bigger but it's got um i believe a parking garage that's part of it to where you pull in and you can park and then you walk over into the dealership so i think that added to the square foot but square but but speaking on behalf of of a lot of people are just um they want to have the space to have bikes inside i know that's something we really um i know when my dad designed this dealership he looked at it as he wanted you to be able to walk into the store and see everything Harley Davidson. And at the time, we were even selling other brands of motorcycles along with Harley Davidson. Inventory was a lot more. I think every dealer across the United States was selling more motorcycles probably back 10, 15 years ago. But where we have always focused on is the 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 whole package, the pre-owned motorcycles, the brand new motorcycles. We even will go buy inventory from other dealerships that might be a year old just to have that additional um, choice to the customer. And and then with the merchandise, Harley hasn't backed up on what they put their name on. T-shirts, we sell a whole bunch of T-shirts. People still, when they expect to go into, or when they go into dealership, they expect to see a variety of T-shirts. Not everyone likes the same style. Right. So you have to kind of just throw throw more than a few options out there and then accessorizing bikes even with aftermarket parts and 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 everything we stock that too along with the harley davidson genuine product um with jmp cycles right here next to us that that focuses on all other motorcycle brand parts so it's just 
it's just a big happy motorcycle family. <laughs> well, and how, and as I recall, is is your dad was kind of the one that took. You always see like how businesses cross pollinate, right? Like the um, the whole idea, like one example is a drive, the drive through at the bank is where they got the the idea for the drive through and fast food restaurants. Now nobody goes in fast food restaurants. They'll do the drive through, right? That makes sense. <laughs> and and your dad came, and, and the reason I say this, your dad um, came from. I remember Ross Meyer Dodge. Yes. When I was growing yes. up, right? So he came, he was a car dealer, and then he took his what he knew to work in a car dealer's and and brought that to the motorcycle world, right? Absolutely. Basically, and then that's yeah. how is that how we end up with the largest? Because certainly Daytona is. Isn't the biggest area? Isn't the most? Isn't the wealthiest area? So how do we end up with the biggest motorcycle dealership? Does that what I just say have something to do with that? Or I think where where you know the, where the motorcycle business um, really counts from numbers and just overall volume of sales and anything, all this stuff that goes with it, is um, the visitor. Capability. Right. You know, there are dealerships that don't have but a few hundred people walk in their store in a month, and we could have nine to 10,000 people walk in our store in one day during a bike week. Yeah. I mean, it's that different. So I think when you, when you really look at having a motorcycle event rally in your backyard as a dealer, you have to you you have to provide a service to those visitors, and that's where my dad saw an opportunity. He knew when he built the store down on Beach Street, it was kind of the turnover of what was happening in the industry. He was also <clears throat> coming out of the car business. He didn't just sell new cars; he sold used cars, he sure. sold parts, he sold service, he sold. He did exactly what any car dealer does today, but you had to create the event in your parking lot to make that customer come out to your dealership to buy a Dodge on a Saturday or on a Tuesday or on a Sunday. And, you know, he was always about, as he used the word exactly, creating the hoopla. So when he got in the motorcycle business, he's like, well, I want, I want, I want all the bikers to come to the dealership. I don't just want them to come buy a bike and leave. I want them to hang out. And right. that's kind of what created where we are today. That's pretty interesting. And I, wouldn't, uh, I was very fortunate to, to get to work with them as part of the downtown. And some of my best business lessons in life were kind of like we're sitting here now mm-hmm. and sitting in his office and, and uh, yeah. tell me some profound stories that stuck <laughs> with me in a profound way. <laughs> but he would tell me, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you tell me we're in the t-shirt business. You know? Oh, so absolutely. T-shirts. We just sell. We have the motorcycles, so we can sell people t-shirts. T-shirts. And that might have been true downtown, and 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 I know part of the reason he wanted to leave downtown was some of the hard time he was getting. But I also think you, need, you guys needed more space too. Oh, right? absolutely. Right. Because sometimes people overstate the people other do, part. and and you know what? I would never ever say that the. Reason... I'm glad you're saying it because that's how I always felt. No, no. And if my dad was here today, he yeah. would 100 percent back up yeah. that statement. He he did not leave Daytona. We as a family did not leave Daytona. Right. We still have a very successful business on Main Street, which we keep open seven days a week. 
because we know presence is is kind of the key. You gotta you gotta have your name, your brand, and we have created a brand, yeah, you know, with the sure. Harley Davidson business, and it's it's the difference that I think we bring to the table as a motorcycle dealer, a Harley Davidson dealer. But no, my dad had bigger plans, and you're right, he couldn't have done that in any well, place you come, of Daytona right. Beach. You know what I mean? It just well, yeah. it was. I mean, we all kind of associate. Volusia County, Daytona, Ormond, Port Ar- I mean, all of our different city limits is is one big happy family. And we just happen to be in Ormond Beach, which we love. And, um, and but it's Daytona Harley-Davidson that's still on our, on yeah. our T-shirts. <laughs> you, you know, and uh, your husband, Dean, who's, who's a dear old longtime friend of mine, uh, you, you guys did a, he did a presentation at, um, at One Million Cup Club. Kind yes. of entrepreneurial thing, and I thought the way it was very concise and and, and well delivered, and talking about how you know, fortunately, when your dad passed away suddenly, um, how you guys were able to maneuver through some difficult times, and a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of, and having had that happen in my life too, I know family businesses are, you know, they're fraught with. Oh, emotion and and yes. and, yep. and but you guys have managed and I've been close enough to you guys to see it um, to kind of maneuver your way through it. Really, it's gonna be you've really done a good job of coming through the other end. But it wasn't easy, was it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't easy due to the state of the economy. You know, when um, I of course can yeah, backtrack economy. to almost the day that our dad held a management team meeting, which included myself and our sibling, my siblings, Will and, and Mandy, who I work with every day, Dean, of course, my husband, our whole entire management team. And it was in the month that he unfortunately passed that he said, listen, I don't get scared too much, but things are starting to get a little scary. And he was starting to see the economy sneak up as in kind of prepare us just by him telling and hearing it come out of his mouth and saying we need to tighten up yeah okay we're going to start doing things a little different and it wasn't but a few weeks later that he died and I remember having that just built into my head working with him every day you know thinking that business was really kind of all that great it was just starting to, it was starting to be affected. And so after that sudden loss and knowing he had a lot of plans still on the table, we knew as a family to certainly and 100% stick together. And that wasn't, that was easy. That was the easiest part of it is knowing our family was sitting there together and with our mom and to know that we were going to do what our father expected, and that was to carry on. And, you know, we did. We tightened up. We um, we rid of businesses and things that we really didn't have a part of that our dad did. Because your dad was, he was, he was a involved with serial a entrepreneur yeah. on, on, yeah. on 100. <laughs> but there weren't surprises. I mean, oh, right. there really weren't. I mean, there weren't any surprises that we went, really? What? The surprises that came were... Hey, your dad, you know, this or your dad did this. And I'd say, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't want to sound like this is a, a, a gloating thing, but you know how many people my dad loaned money to that I never knew about? <laughs> yeah. Loaned money, didn't yeah. borrow money, but loaned it. Right. And it was kind of like, I mean, 
that was something I didn't know about right. my dad. He helped people out. If someone needed help, he took care of it. But he wasn't running around saying, you know, who, how, what, and where. And that was kind of uh, a little bit of, <clears throat> you know, surprise. But um, actually, it wasn't a surprise because he was a pretty generous guy. Yeah, so. yeah, he sure was. <laughs> but going back, he, he, uh, he really did share his vision. And he shared it with business partners. He shared it with our family. He shared it with our mom, of course. You know, even though our mom hadn't been active day to day in the businesses, she knew what was going on. Right. So it's not like, you know, she sat there and said, wow, what are we going to do? And we just, we carried on. And we had a lot of help. We had really some significant people in our circle that we trusted and still trust to this day. Um, and, and we also found out as most people like yourself and anyone, when you lose, you know, your, your, your so-called important yeah. person, you really learn who, who your friends are and who has your back. That, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so fast forward things, obviously you're, you're doing well. How is the, so we're up on Biketoberfest. What struck, I walked down Main Street last year. And what struck me uh, in the crowd, and I, you know, this is just, this is not scientific, just <laughs> Al Smith walking down Main Street. But what I noticed was younger people, mm-hmm. and I noticed people of color. I noticed uh, a fairly uh, significant amount of Hispanic people. Yes. And black, blacks and whites. Everybody kind of, where, where there was a time where it was, well, no, you know, Main Street's got to be this. And, but it was just like, nobody, it wasn't a big deal. Right. I just happen to be paying attention just because I'm that way, but nobody else really seemed to care or, or take notice. It was just no. It's so it's such a bland. You know, we haven't yeah. grown up here. It wasn't that what you know what I yeah. mean? It's like yeah. But that's what that's what you know. You look at the community of people yeah. and what we all have interest in. I mean, you and I both participate in music. You yes. know, not only in our area but even outside the area. Look at the culture of people when you yeah. go to a concert yeah. and you think about just the different cultures of people that come because they love motorcycles yeah. and that's what i love about this business well that's what gave me hope and the reason i yeah. share that with you is because it gave me hope it's like i because i'll hear like well you know it's just a bunch of old white guys and they're not <laughs> they're all riding trikes now and soon they'll all be gone and who are you going to sell your motorcycles to right haven't you heard that because i hear oh, it I, believe me i had a marketing kind of class the other day and you know they said you got to start selling to the younger people because your older people are going to buy trikes and after that i'm like nah i said we sell all different bikes to all different ages right. to to all different backgrounds and who knows what colors and whatever but i think it's just something you want to you want to you're excited to see when you've you're excited to see the next generation of riders yeah. i mean i right. kind of fit in the middle all right i came into the industry and a rider very young i think but then when i talked to half of my colleagues in and around the business they've all been in around motorcycles since they were kids right so it's kind of up to the parents you know and you kind of think well if parents are going to bike week or biketoberfest they're probably going to bring their kid with them and if that kid is 18 to 25 then you're going to see them 20 years from now 
bring in their, you know, it's just, it kind of goes without saying, yeah, I, you know? I think it, right. I brought it up because I think it's overstated. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just becomes a melting pot of people who, it all boils down to who wants to be on a motorcycle. I really believe that. I think when it comes to the thing that's changed, maybe, and perhaps for the better, but people are a little more cautious, maybe a little more careful yeah. about, you know, partying and riding and unfortunately, um, that might hurt, you know, some type of business when it comes to, you know, some of the bars or whatever else. But there's still a handful of people that don't come to a bike event without hitting some of the most popular places right. and bars. And, you know, there's music happening and there's bike shows happening and there's. Um, you know, burnouts happen. There's all sorts of stuff happening. You know, it's entertainment, really. But I think um, I, I'm not nervous about, you know, losing older bikers and not gaining new bikers. So what, um, yeah, and, and so most of your business is the bulky business during the day, right? You guys? Yeah, for, for us. Compared to like mainstream. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. So it is, um, I know you and I have talked about some food, food truck type things and other things. What other kind of food truck thing? I mean, it used to be just, you know, the carny guys out there uh, with their Italian sausage. And yeah. Have you seen changes like that? Is it people? I'm trying what? change. I mean, I mean I'm just you know, curious. Is it, yeah. What do you see? I'm trying change because I do really look at it as it's a quality thing. You're you right. know, we really will spend money for quality. And I feel we represent that, you know, in our business already. You know, we put a premium quality product out there and um and i think when i want someone to come onto the property and enjoy themselves i want them to have quality food quality service quality, you know what i mean right. and that's where i tried something different with the with the food vending um you know we definitely attract the premium uh vendors out here and um doesn't mean you know, you're still not going to see a guy selling turkey legs or anything. Well, yeah, there, of but course. It's just yeah. like... <laughs> got a turkey leg. Got a turkey leg. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't ever try to mislead you away from turkey legs. There. You know, it's got to be fun. And yeah. yes, we, we are definitely trying. And it's been um, uh, now a full... Uh, this will be our second... Second Biketoberfest. Trying the food trucks opposed to right. the more just general food vendors. Nothing was wrong with that. If anything, I'm kind of a clean freak, so I look at it as I don't really like the whole tent scene of right. food. It yeah. just has never been something I'm attracted to. Um, but it doesn't mean there aren't great food vendors yeah. and tents out there. So I'm just trying something where it's like, hey, this is what you get. And 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 you would know because of the food truck experience, it kind of adds a little character to yeah. to the event. And um, so far it's been working. That's so, great. What other, uh, what else are we looking forward for this weekend? What do you see happening? Well, I'm very excited because we are going to be a, a an exclusive dealer right now, as I know, to, in Florida, um, doing the demo truck for the new electric live wire, which is the newest bike from Harley Davidson. It's going electric. Going electric. It's not that you're going to see electric Harleys all over the road. In fact, cool to you me. probably won't even see the first one in this dealership until probably the earlier part of November. But um, the fact that you can come test ride one 
assuming wow. you get here on time and get in line and actually have a chance to ride it. Not everyone's going to get to ride it. There's only going to be about, I think, seven in the fleet. And um, we'll have other model year 2020s in there. But as far as um, just to have the opportunity to ride that bike, it is so cool. I rode it. It's fun. It's different. What's different about it? It's fast. And it's not because it's uncontrollably fast. It's torquey. It's like getting into um, probably the first time you got into a sports car that you knew that when you punched it, you would just like have the biggest grin in your right. in your face that's the feeling not that you don't get that same feeling on a, another type motorcycle and or harley davidson it's just it feels electric it doesn't sound like a harley it's kind of the whole like whoa, like yeah. you hear it winding up and you feel it just punch it's oh. cool and it's really weird not having a clutch and that's what the future <laughs> is right it's it's the future in the world of um, technology. Sure. Is it the future of Harley Davidson as it is right now? No. Harley's got so many more models right. coming out that are not electric, that are, that are even considered maybe a dual sport type bike or um, a little bit more on the naked sport bike look, like those bikes you're going to see in the next year. And it could perhaps bring some some customers that really just have never liked the style of Harley Davidson because it was heavier and and a little bit more touring oriented, whereas um, they're going along with the more sport riding aspect. And you know, for me, I love all that, and I think our customers are going to like that option. Very cool. So that's the the. That's the big thing in the world of motorcycle. You guys doing any concerts, anything like that up here? We're going to we... have a full live music. We okay. have um, a company that comes in and brings in just a lot of national acts and you know guys that are playing around the country, and uh, they'll be live every day. So, yes, we'll have live music every day. As far as Under the Pavilion, we're doing something kind of cool, which is more of an Oktoberfest beer garden type yeah. environment. So it's going to get people. Now. I bet I do. <laughs> <laughs> it will, and you know that will be something we get to offer during the day, along with some bike shows and just the normal thing that's going to keep and attract a crowd to, you know, come out here, shop the lot, shop the store, um, and and you know, hang out here at Saints and Sinners. We've got, of course, the restaurants, you know, and bars hanging around. So it's it's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be a good event. And then the, the other thing that kind of goes with the live wire, uh, which is that whole electric uh, motorcycle thing, is there is a company that um, has been known as and called Stasic, which is an electric bicycle for kids. And they're meant to be kind of an age group of three to seven, seven to ten. They're that small, and they're fully electric, and they don't have pedals. So they would be geared up for a young child to learn that concept yeah, okay. of twisting the throttle and picking your feet up. So Stasic was bought by Harley-Davidson, and now the rebranded name of this bicycle and they're probably not calling it a bicycle. It's an Iron E. So that's the new name to um, kind of look out for. Iron E. We sell them in the store. There's a 12-inch model and a 16-inch model based off of the the size of the the, the kid. But we're going to be featuring those, and you'll see little little 
kids cruising around on these electric bicycles around the property, which is kind of going to be neat. It's not going to be the, uh, again, the immediate future of buyers, but it's just kind of fun. You know, I don't want to ever say, you know, families aren't welcome because we see a lot of families coming out here during the event. We see people pushing kids uh, in their strollers and chopping away and doing their thing. So it's always neat to have a, a different element brought into it. But we'll also have the, you know, the bartenders that are attracting um, responsible drinkers um, to come and hang out Old at the bar like too. Me. Yeah, <laughs> with hardly Looking any clothes on and everything. Yes. But yes, it will work. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything we missed? Anything? You know what? I I think we're just ready to to wait for Get it this. to happen. You know, our um, I always say, come check it out. You know, we got yeah. we got. Um, our new Smyrna store, we have our new Smyrna store, our, of course, uh, our Main Street location and Destination well, Daytona. Destination, just, it's yeah. just such a cool, nice place. You guys yeah. have just done a great job welcoming people there and doing well, a great job. You. Well, there's no hurricane, so we got, that's... that's Don't great. even <laughs> use that word. It's not allowed. It can't happen now. No, it's, it's definitely... And, you know, vending, uh, that is something that actually I was asked already is, do you see any kind of, you know, participation? How we gauge, as you would expect, is sure how many vendors. Um, So as far as vending, like, we are not seeing as many of the big, big rigs, but that's just kind of because it's the fall rally. Right. I believe more than we're going to see in the spring. So it's not like we don't have other vending. It's just we may not see as, as much as the big trucks. And I, I really believe that that's the industry kind of taking a, a look at, are they going to drive across the country three times? Are they going to do it twice? Are they going to do it eight times? You know what I mean? There's a, there's a motorcycle event slash rally in about every state now, yeah. whether it's a three-day event, four-day event, or a 10-day event. And, um, you know, Sturgis just came and went, of course, over the summer. They had an excellent rally. So... We just have to plan for the best, and I, I'm, I'm not going to look backwards. If anything, I'm looking forward. So We're, we're still the big dog, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Who does not want to come to one of the most beautiful areas of this country to see the beach, to be welcomed by super friendly people? It's something I always am told by customers who come into our store is how friendly everybody is. Yeah, well, that's, you that's know? what we want to hear. And we are so lucky. We're so lucky to have, I am lucky to have people working for us, with us, that are just happy to be here and happy to be here to take care of, you know, customers visiting. And it's really, um, it's a it's a lot more fun going to work that way than, yeah. than you know, dealing with, with, the, with the opposite, so... We'll have a great Biketoberfest and uh, rest up, and we'll, we'll, we'll party after. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Thanks so Thanks, much. Thanks, Al. Right. <laughs> well, that was fun. I really enjoyed uh, getting to talk with uh, Shelly and, her, like I said, her husband, Dean, and I have been friends a long, long time, so it's been fun to kind of watch their ride. And I'll, I'll tell you this, the uh, in downtown for years, I've been involved for a long time down there, and uh, Bruce Rossmeyer always took care of downtown, and for years, all the all the money that was made in the park across the street, um, all the beer money that was made, and everything went on. He the gave vendors. back to the downtown and the vendors. He gave back to the downtown association, and were able to put on events. And when they moved away, 
it it kind of went away. No one ever really, it, nothing really ever uh, came back. And now, all these years later, Brown and Brown is now in the midst of doing their uh, big building there. And I'm excited to tell you that this week they have agreed to be the title sponsor for nine events in uh, on Beach Street in downtown Daytona oh, Beach. Oh wow, great! So it's kind of funny how it all comes back around, right? Yeah. So, so very. So excited events about that. in the in the Riverfront Park yes. area, all the whole park, yeah, in the whole area, yeah, mm-hmm. the whole downtown. So the first yes. one up, as I think we talked about last week, is downtown Daytona Nights, October 25th, coming up. It's a Friday night from four to ten. We've got lots of car clubs coming down. Uh, so that's cool cars to look at and then we have the love band i know you're a fan yeah, of love yeah, bands love be the out love there band. playing. and you've got food trucks food trucks and so are some of the um merchants going to be having and sidewalk stores? sales yeah okay and, um, good you know libations uh, make people fa- you know the secret sauce in street parties you know is the truth is the truth <laughs> is the truth <laughs> is the ability to walk around with a drink in your hand is a very freeing experience for people, and they enjoy doing it. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to come down there, walk around the downtown, check out the old, you know all these cool cars. We got Subarus, everything from Subarus to Corvettes to Mustangs and Jeeps and all kinds of things. And then we'll have a great some great music out there as well. And of course, check great. out all the stores along the way. That'd be from ISB all the way to Orange Avenue. So it'll be, Beach Street will be blocked Beach Street off. Will be blocked so off. So you can park in behind the buildings. Park behind the buildings. That's right. And or walk City around. Island if you need to. Nice. But, uh, so yeah, that's the first one with them, and several others to follow. We'll, we'll keep you posted. But, will you so. be bringing back the wine and chocolate walk? We will. Ninth year. Oh, good. Very. Popular. That's always a fun one. Yeah. And you get that well up to a thousand people. Uh, the same yeah, like last I should have cut it back a little. We've kind of. It got a little too crazy yeah. a couple of years ago. People ran out of wine. Well, it was just people ended up going, standing in one line to another line. It's like, well, that's, we got to make this, you know, people don't seem to mind wait, wait in line as long as they have a little bit of wine and a little bit of chocolate in their hands. You yeah. Know? And so, they're friends. And, and they're friends. And a lot of people around. And the weather has been great for it the past couple yeah. of years. February. It's always right. the. It's right. It's, my, it's around my birthday. So that's right. Nice. So it's always, that event is always the Saturday before Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. So it's always, you know, kind of got that, but, but it's a, it's a, but a lot of women, um, I would say women really enjoy that event more than men. Not men enjoy it too, but, but it's definitely women lead the charge for that one. So that's a lot of fun to look forward to that. But speaking of things going on, Lisa, what, uh, we got this weekend rolling up. We always like to make sure, um, people, we get to tell them that they say there's nothing to do going in town. On, right. um, and it's not all about the motorcycles. Well, that's so there's a, a lot of complimentary events that the, the motorcycle crowds bring, which is right. is a, a benefit for our community. But if you are looking forward to Halloween on October 31st in Ponce Inlet, they're having a Ghost of Ponce's Past event. And that'll be um, October 19th from 6 to 7.30. Ghost stories, treats, and a walking tour of the uh, cemetery. Down oh, there, I didn't even know there was, was fun down there. Yeah, there, there is. There you go. A Copper Bottom Distillery downtown business ish, a little north mm-hmm. of um, yeah. Mason. Mm-hmm. They are going to be having their third anniversary hurricane party on October nineteenth from twelve to seven. You'll get a complimentary hurricane cocktail. Now, this is not like a Dorian. This is the actual hurricane drink. Oh. If you purchase a limited edition Copper Bottom Hurricane Glass, and they're going to have giveaways, and Pete and Jen from Tomoka Brewery are going to be there as well. So that'll be a big fest event. And I know you love jazz. I do. Noble Thin Man Watts Jazz Fest is going to be October 19th, a celebration of jazz, blues, and gospel music. 
it honors the uh, lives and works of Watts, of course, and Sam Rivers, a lot of other artists. And there's a website, wattsjazzfest.com, where you can get tickets because there's a performance at the Thin Man Watts Amphitheater yeah. as well as Cafe Da Vinci. I went last year. It was a great, had a really good time. Yeah. There were some great players. That, that they just jam. It's almost like yeah. they just play. Think, how did you come up with this? And they have that little amphitheater that's named after him. Mm. That's and right around the corner. Point. It's like right around the corner from Cafe Da Vinci, which is a very cool place. If you've never been to Deland, a good if you, this is a great ex- reason excuse to go to Cafe Da Vinci. It's really outdoors, perfect time of year for it. Really uh, can't say enough nice things yeah. about that. It's a great thing. Beautiful. So Main Street to Land, and also the African American Museum of Art are putting putting that on. And if you want some chili, the annual New Smyrna Beach Chili Cookoff on oh. Flagler with a tasting passport and lots of different host locations on Flagler Avenue. That's noon to six on on the nineteenth. And we all, you know, we have a lot of tribute bands. I think we're coming to the end of the tribute bands at the at the band shell. But Endless Summer is the East Coast Ultimate Beach Boys tribute band. They're going to be at the Ocean Deck on October 19th. Well, you know, it's not easy to do the Beach Boys. Right? I never knew how the Beach Boys did the Beach Boys because of the recording. Yeah, if it wasn't for Brian Wilson, right? Meticulous uh, work that went into doing those records and the... Right, the just the the harmonies and and the different, uh, you know, pitch and and voice levels and I mean, it's and just the a, sound, sound, right? Like the to, pet to make sounds that, sound, that he brought right? in there. Well, yeah, I bet they won't be doing much from easily, pet sounds. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> not easily done. Bring some goats in and some chickens. There's an Ormond Beachside block party as well. That's their second block party starting at the Tipsy Taco. Which is on Beachside A1A, A1A yeah. and it'll be actually extending down to Black Sheep, which is a restaurant there, right at the Harvard Approach, yes. if you know right where that area is. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. And if you're looking for some art, the Daytona State College Alumni Art Show is going on through October 25th. That's at the News Journal Center. There's a, oh, the really? North, yeah, it's free to get that. in. You can walk in there and just See, look I at the... I learned something. I didn't know yeah. that was going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful event. And do you like harmonica? I do. The Florida Harmonica Championships are going to be at the Beachside Tavern on October 20th. They've done that for years now. Yeah, and there's a pre-jam event the night before at the Hub on Canal on October the 19th. So uh, Farley Palmer is a talented harmonic, harmonicist. You say harmonicist Harmonious. if you're a harmonica player. You do? Okay. Anyway, and a lot of contestants are going to be there. So you hear a lot of great harmonica. The, I, I really much enjoy great harmonica, and I don't much like bad harmonica. <laughs> And it's a fine line sometimes. It's all good. And if you feel like stretching your legs in a nice theater and watching a show, the Adams Family Musical will be performed at the Shoestring Theater in Lake Helen. And Adams Family, great mm-hmm. for the Halloween. Yeah. And the Little Theater of New Smyrna has a trip to Bountiful, which is a great um, uh, Thornton Elder or Foot, sorry, as the writer of that novel. But it's a it's a great show that'll be showing at the Little Theater and. Sci-fi movie night in the planetarium, The Martian. The Martian. We're going to be shown on uh, 7 p.m. on Friday, October the 18th, and Saturday, October the 19th. That's at the Museum of Arts and Sciences. That would be a cool place to see that. I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I've heard it's great book too. But yeah, you'll have a new appreciation for potatoes on Mars. Potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You love it. And you know, um, you ever watched the Living, the Evil Dead, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead movie? Well, it's been remastered. And it will be one night only, October the 25th. That's another week out, but at Cinematique. Oh. If you want to, it's a remastered version. And they're actually going to be recording a podcast before that. 
That's funny. I just yeah. talked to them yesterday about mm-hmm. being involved in some of the events downtown, mm-hmm. and they shared with me that they got their new projector coming in, right? Yes. They've got the, so they're upgrading that. And then he said something about podcasts. Like, oh, I got a podcast. They were so excited mm-hmm. to hear we were doing a yeah, podcast. Yeah, we should do a podcast from Cinematique at some should. point. That would be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And we talked about this last week, but Linda Ronstadt, the Sound of My Voice documentary is continuing also at it's Cinematique. There? Have you seen it yet? No. Well, okay, let's, yeah, let's make it. Yeah, definitely got to go see that. that. Yeah. And um, the other show, there's always two rotating at Cinematique. It's called Laura. It's about Silvio Berlusconi. If you remember him, the billionaire megalomaniac. Mm. Prime Minister of Italy, who had some corruption issues. Gosh, sound familiar? Anyway, there's yeah, a documentary corruption. about him. <laughs> Imagine corruption right? in this world. And there's a Country and Bluegrass Music Festival in Orange City um, that's happening on October the 19th at Valentine Park. Really? Yeah. So really there's cool. some different types of I music like all over town. And it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, as you know. October yes. the 26th at Riverfront Park is the Big starting one. point of the huge... Breast cancer walk, like making strides. Making strides. It's about a three-mile walk. They go over the bridge and, and come back. So there will be traffic impacts on set next Saturday yes, morning. That's right. For that one. And the Realtor Soul for the Cause team is a, doing a beach bike boob cruise on November the 2nd, which is also the same date as my Volusia I don't Veg exercise Fest. much, but I might have to get out yeah, for yeah. that one. <laughs> that, that's a lot of fun. You're going to different uh, establishments on the beach. Yeah. Everybody's dressed up in pink and raise money for a, for a great cause. So those are some of the non-wheels events. So I'll share with you a random thought I have to share with you because, as you know, all summer I've been totally enjoying the Atlanta Braves, right? And I was looking forward to them going deep into the playoffs. And so one of the weirdest things ever, I watch a lot. You, you, and I, you watch a lot of sports too. But before I could even get my TV on, because the game, the game five against the Cardinals, right, came mm-hmm. on at five o'clock. Well, I wasn't quite home yet, and before I get home, my brother calls me and says, "It's ten to nothing. <laughs> the Braves are losing ten to nothing. They ended up losing thirteen to one. They gave up ten runs in the first inning. There's nothing. I guess that's what's great and bad about sports because there was nothing in it. Me watching fifty or, or more games this year that would have indicated that they would give up ten runs, and there's no indication the Cardinals would score ten runs." It was just crazy. Yeah. And I then, know. I was going to call you about that. I was going to okay. express uh, my a, condolences. A few, a few days have passed. But <laughs> then, so then I'm watching, the other night I'm watching the Cardinals, the first game they're, they're playing against the Nationals, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens? The game before in Atlanta, they scored 10 rounds in one inning. The next two days later at their stadium in, in St. Louis, the Nats, Nationals pitcher threw eight innings of no-hit ball. They gave up one hit. <laughs> Nine innings. It's crazy. Any given day it's in baseball. It's crazy. Right? Depends on who's on the mound, who had their Wheaties that morning, and where the moon is. And I apologize for digressing, but I had to get that off my chest yeah. and nowhere better than right here. Yeah. I was wondering how you were taking the, the it was Braves' not demise. Easy. But, it was... you know, I think the Braves had a great season, relatively speaking. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're a Tiger fan and they had maybe, they didn't even have 50 wins. Yeah. No, it brought me, and I told people this, and... It brought me a lot of joy in an otherwise difficult summer, so I'm very happy. It was just, and I was glad I missed the ten run inning. I haven't gone yeah. back. I just erased that tape and I didn't watch it. <laughs> and Freddie Freeman committed an error. I never saw him commit an error in all year. They they just they, it was just crazy. The moon wasn't in their court. I digress. But um, all right. So I want to talk about, of course, Biketoberfest. And the great thing about Biketoberfest is we get some different kind of music. And one of the cool places, um, 
that I actually enjoy going and listen to music is the Iron Horse Saloon up on US One in Norman Beach. Um, so they've got uh, Montgomery uh, Gentry. He's going to be there Thursday, uh, the seventeenth. And Marshall Tucker, uh, the Marshall Tucker band, one of my favorite bands, going up. Um, is playing Friday at 9.15. Tim Duggar, the country guys there on Saturday. And the Razorbacks, I guess they're not oh, at the bank now. They're, yeah. they're one night at the bank in Blues Club, but they're going to be there Saturday. Um, well, let's see. No, they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then a local band that's really done well and kind of broken out. And, and I know they've toured nationally and they're back in town. Um, Miss Intent. Uh, uh, lead singer Missy, I can't remember her last name, but her first name is Missy, and they call the band Miss Intent. Kind of reminds me of Victor Wainwright in a sense that she's she's very very talented, and she's also um, just a great entertainer, and really involves the crowd, and really gets people going, and she's just a real connector, a real connector with people. So that's that's going to be a, a great, I, I think, a lot of fun. That'll be at Iron there. Horse. Iron Horse, yeah, and check you check their websites for times and all, um, and then. Uh, Main Street Station uh, does a great job. They have like two stages going, and Crash Rock, another local band, Living Dead. They 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 tend to go a little more towards. Um, they've done a lot with metal, which if you know anything about music, metal is big, so it's, it makes sense. And I like to see that that it's not all because for so many years, all these bike events were all either if it had to be like rock and roll or classic rock or southern rock that was all you could do and i like the fact that they've kind of busted out of that a little bit you know and i think yeah you mentioned we might have some disco <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know about that but they uh and crash rockets playing there oh yeah at um yeah sometimes they do at, uh, at dirty harry's uh and big engines playing there which is a longtime favorite band so they've got um just uh, quite a bit of music starting Thursday through through Sunday. So if you're looking for a good spot to check out music, I would highly recommend check out uh, Main Street Station. The Boot Hill always has great music. For some reason, they like to share that with everybody. You have to just go and figure it out because I can't find anything. <laughs> this has been a common problem. Well, it seems problem. like as, as the community's grown and as this event has grown, there are more and more locations from which to watch shows. So it's spread out from all the way to Destination Daytona, down through to Edgewater, where there are bike events, live music, right. chili cook-offs, all kinds of things. Yeah, so it's a lot going on there. So that's a good, you know, those are two great spots. And the other uh, good place for music on Main Street is uh, the Bank and Blues Club and Dirty Hairs, which are, are connected. Um, so they've got uh, Bobby Frisk Band playing at uh, Dirty Harry's Outdoor Stage. That's always a great, uh, he, he's been doing that for years. And a band called Diesel. That's also does a mixture of hard rock, or excuse me, metal, and then classic rock as well. And then in the bank, they've got J.W. Gilmore's a good blues guy. And then every night, it's kind of cool, our friends Electric's playing. Oh, nice. Jeremy and Andrea, yeah. this is a very different mix of music than we normally hear out of... Um, out of the bank, usually they focus just on blues or, or rock, so that, that's going to be some fun stuff. And then uh, Full Moon Saloon across the street, uh, uh, Jasmine Kane is a really good blues player. She's going to be there along with Rocket Fly. And then on uh, on Sunday, they they got Hayfire playing. So there's um, quite a bit of good stuff going on down there. Got a good music, so get out and check out the the scene. And of course, um, we talked with when I talked with. Um, about the uh, destination Daytona, um, Shelly ex 
you can listen to that interview to find out who they got yeah. playing. They've got some good stuff yeah. going on as well. So that's what's going to be happening uh, this week with with all the blues music and I mean, excuse yeah. me, with all the Biketoberfest music and yeah. just really, I think I'm going to go to. I think my pick's going to be Deland. I think you, yeah, you, maybe wants. go there to the bluegrass, right? Yeah. To, yeah. Jazz and bluegrass all yeah. on the same day. There's the correlation. West Volusia's got a lot happening as well. Yeah. I'm actually going to be out of town at a bachelorette oh. party oh. in Savannah. Oh. Which has some great live music as well. So I'm looking forward to yeah. that. I have a correction from last week okay. that I need to issue. You know, none of us like to get it wrong on the air, but yes. we do like to correct it if we do. And we talked about Copycats, which is a show that... Yes. It was last weekend um, at the Ormond Beach Performing Arts Center. Well, that isn't a local phenomenon. It was created here. It's not a oh. touring show. I thought they picked it up, some of the yeah. choreography and music rights from a touring show. It isn't. Uh, Jeremy DeVito, who has been there for about 10 years, um, he started South Beach Dance, and that's where a lot of the dancers know, come from is where. Yeah, so it's his... He's on board. I did not know that. Yeah. So yeah, it's been downtown. around for a long yeah. time, but he's he's been leading it for about 10 years. And it started, and it's here. It's a local phenomenon. So really, if you didn't get to see it next year, you got to go see it. Yeah. They start in January, rehearsing six to 10 hours I a think week. you should try that. I think you yeah. should go. <laughs> Be right up your alley, wouldn't it? I love to go watch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's too. a great show. So what do you, what do you send your CD player? So, um, you know... I like a little twang in my music, right? Okay, not always, but... And I, I really kind of fall into this Americana music. They, it's kind of like the where all the misfits, they can't figure out which genre they quite fit in. They call it Americana, and I've really kind of gotten into that. Well, there's a guy named uh, Tyler Childers that's um, out of Kentucky, and he def and he sings about hollers. And I, have you ever been to a holler? Is that when you somebody yells really loud? No, no. It's a, <laughs> in Kentucky <laughs> and in West Virginia, they... They have their instead of cities, they're called hollers, and I, oh, okay. I really don't know. It's not like a hollow; it's a holler. But, but uh, Sturgill Simpson produced this. This is his second record. His last, um, um, Tyler Childers' last record. Uh, Rolling Stone put it in their top ten. It was 2017, the top ten uh, Americana best records of the year. So really good stuff. Really, um, you know, he sings from his heart. It's called Country Squire. And uh, great music. It kind of reminds me of bluegrass. It's kind of a bluegrass sound to it. But great musicianship in here. And, and the lyrics you can all relate to, you know, a little twangy too. But I, I really have enjoyed it. It's a great record. And he's doing really well with it. Yeah, I know he's touring behind it. So um, get a chance to check out uh, Tyler Childers. Tyler Childers. Tyler I Childers. That. I like yeah. a little bit of bluegrass. I like uh, Emmylou Harris. He's a big right. fan of Emmylou. And, right. And then the, uh, the country music um, thing they did, uh, Ken Burns. Man, it and just really, documentary. Uh, it, they really made you understand how important she was to country, bringing bring country music, kind of bridging the gap between rock and country and kind of a Linda Ronstadt kind of thing right. too, right? Even before Linda Ronstadt. But yeah, very similar to that. But so it's definitely yeah. a highly recommended. So what, uh, what are you reading these days? Well, That's actually, you know, um, I am reading a book called The Happiness Project. By Gretchen Rubin. We could all use that right about right? now. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a, a year-long project that she embarked upon to bring more happiness into her life. life Deliberately, uh, painstakingly, things that she did, to how she documented, what makes her happy, discovering what makes you happy, and then doing those things. Mm -hmm. And also helping other people around you to see you as a happier person. It makes other people happy. It's, it's really interesting. So it goes every month there's something, a new project that she worked on. That's interesting. I was just, happy. I was listening to a podcast that Malcolm Gladwell uh, 
introduced on his podcast called the Happiness Lab. And this woman, it's um, social scientists, kind of did some studies. And actually, one of the things I remember from that that they actually found that people who won a silver medal, medal in a lot of ways were happier than those that won the gold medal in, in the long run, not not right after it happened. But yeah, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I think I actually heard that. Yeah. that same. Did that I have that right? Podcast. Did I say that right? Yeah, it, it, and it's really about expectation and and knowing who you are. Yeah. as well and sometimes you know we all need to deal with challenges in life and learn how to deal with challenges as opposed to always getting everything that you want yeah and it was uh it was the a female figure skater um we michelle yeah. we i think is yeah. that right michelle we what was important what was interesting though was that she was the favorite to win the gold and she got silver but when she tells her story she was just happy to be there because she had been through so many injuries in the past and, and her expectations, while other people's expectation of what she should do were gold or nothing, she was just happy. She was extremely happy to get the silver. And when she looked up and they interviewed her and she looked back on it, she's like, I don't think gold would have made me. Any, I wouldn't be any happier today. <laughs> if Different right. color medal. Right. So, yeah. And, so. you know, she won so many national and world championships yeah. as well. Beautiful skater. Yeah, so a well-rounded person. It helps you set perspective on. I mean, these are the premier athletes. Unbelievable time yeah. that they've put into it, but it really still comes down to you're about as happy as you make up your mind to be. And you, and, and and the other part about enjoying the the ride along the way, and not just the destination, mm -hmm. but the ride. Right? It's like a, happiness is a fleeting thing. Yeah. <laughs> so so em embark upon the happiness project yes. is a good idea. You know, I wanted yes. to mention one of the podcasts that, that we've talked about. Um, you and I have talked about is 1619. Yes. It's a podcast that I found on Apple iTunes podcasts um, uh, about when uh, slavery first started. 400 years. Yeah. 400 years ago, 400 yeah. years ago on the coast of the U.S. and, and where how this, the story that the lady, the host tells is just really compelling. And it's it's a well-done podcast. It's so well done. Um, but it's very interesting to listen to, and it really helps you think about where music came from, even, and just historically the impact on people and on the on the country. It, it, like I said, as an aging white guy, I was like, okay, I got, you know, you're going to beat me over the head with this again. That was my original, I got to be honest. But but when I listen to it, 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 it doesn't do that at all. It just puts things in perspective. And it uh, it's just so well done, and the music one especially, and it was good. But it was, all of it was good. Yeah, I think there's like five episodes right yeah. now, and they're all. I'm four in. I, 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 I got to listen to that last one yet, but that sixteen nineteen, right? So yeah, yeah I'm with 16, you. I recommend 19. that highly. Yeah. Well, I think that about does it. But we yeah. appreciate everybody listening. Please uh, tell your friends and neighbors, all your Facebook friends, and your. Uh, whatever whatever way you connect with the world, let them know. Uh, great. So, Lisa, thanks so much. We'll talk to you in the end next week. Daytona Scene Podcast with Alan Lisa.